Welcome to the Calm Compass podcast, your guide to navigating anxious and busy minds. I'm your host, Jennifer Parker, a social worker and stress and anxiety coach. And alongside my coaching work, I'm also a mother and carer and managing my own overwhelm and stress is a necessity so I don't burn out. And in season five, we're going to go even deeper into the relationship you have with anxiety and stress as a mother and caregiver and how you can support yourself around the Christmas season. This season is proudly sponsored by my free guide, How to Stop the Shit and Keep Your Cool as a Mother and Carer. The Come Compass podcast offers educational content intended solely for information purposes. Our episodes draw from research, personal experiences, and expert interviews. However, they are not a replacement for professional advice. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Calm Compass podcast. I'm your host, Jen Parker. And in today's episode, I want to talk about mum guilt and how if we continue to experience the mum guilt, we're not prioritizing our mental well-being, our emotional health, our physical health. And so what happens is it builds just like that pressure of, you know, a balloon that's about to pop. And then we start noticing other physical manifestations in our body. And maybe we start noticing that our immune system's lower. We get sicker more, more frequently. Our mental state, it may be that we're more... Um, we're getting more triggered. So things that, you know, our kids even doing something, anything, we get really cross. We get agitated with that because we're in such of that stress state, okay? We may notice that other physical health problems start um, exhibiting themselves, okay? Um, and then we're feeling quite um, exhausted, overwhelmed. And when we are not producing as much dopamine and we're in a we're in that stress state and we're in that sympathetic nervous system we're producing more of the stress state which produces hormones and you know adrenaline that long term our body is responding to that and our body you will notice that other people who are in that stress state maybe they have a long history of anxiety or depression, that they most likely have comorbidities. So that means that it now is affecting their body as well. And so what I really want to just highlight, especially as mothers, especially as caregivers, you know, you're looking after not just your children, but your children who have additional needs. And you may feel that you have so much that you have responsibility for that it feels so exhausting it feels so tiring and it feels so exhausting okay and that's where I really just wanted to talk about you know sometimes we have this belief as mothers that prioritizing our well-being is not of importance because we need to spend time with our children but if we continue to not prioritize our self-care our physical and emotional health and our, our you know if we're feeling quite anxious and overwhelmed they're going to get the worst of us we're going to be unhappy we're going to be resentful we're going to be angry so this isn't just a luxury where people sometimes talk about self-care as something like you just do something and you know if you feel like it this is a necessity if you want to have any sort of quality of life. So if you want a quality of life, 
you need to maintain uh, self-care and you need to start understanding how stress may be bubbling in your life and how you can support yourself. And what we first have to understand is when we continue to have those anxious thoughts, when we are feeling really overwhelmed and anxious and we're continuing to think that, that then produces the stress hormone, cortisol, where we're in the sympathetic nervous system that has been activated. And that is important when we are in danger and we're responding to danger or we're responding to maybe we're walking down an alleyway that doesn't feel safe. We're responding to that. And so our body is at super heightened sense and it will be able to respond. Thank goodness, right? That intuition. So when we get in, when we're in tuned and our body is listening, okay, we can go, oh, I don't get a good feeling about this. But we also have to activate what's called the parasympathetic nervous system. And that is where the body heals. That's where the body restores itself. And when you have that deep sleep of a nighttime, you go into the parasympathetic nervous system and you heal. You need sleep to heal. Now, last week, my oldest boy was waking up and I was noticing that I was cranky, I was agitated, and I was not feeling at all in my best state because my sleep was um, disturbed, right? And so sleep is such a foundation of our self-care and our mental well-being. So as I said before, we can think that self-care is something that is a very um, fluff, um, you know, it, it's it's a luxury. I'll do it when. Instead of it is a necessity to have any quality of life or to have any health, right? And I want you to really think about this. If you continue to not prioritize your health, then what do you think will happen? Then I want you to think about if you continue to start prioritizing you, what are going to be the positive impacts on not just yourself, but every single person around you? How will that be different from not prioritizing? Okay. And sometimes we have this belief that we have to spend so much time to prioritize ourselves instead of looking at it as pockets of time where we're able to just go five minutes or waiting for the kids to when they're, you know, we're doing the pickups in the afternoon, instead of being on the phone, it could be just sitting down and meditating for a couple of minutes, right? And restoring yourself. And the reason that I really want to talk about this mum guilt that so many women have, especially caregivers, especially women that are looking after children with additional needs, is we don't feel like we're enough. We don't feel we're doing enough. We don't feel like if I spend more time with my children, then I'm not doing enough in my career. We as a society are putting down the most important job in this world, and that is raising the next generation. And sometimes I feel, I struggle with this 
because I don't want to only be a mother and a caregiver. I also want to be someone who is making an impact bigger than me because to me, helping others and guiding other women who are going through overwhelm and stress and their own challenges helps me to know that my mission is bigger and that lights me up, right? So going back to stress, going back to what we may notice is when we are feeling anxious and overwhelmed and we're continuing to have those anxious thoughts, so when we understand that anxious thoughts then create you know, the feeling, the emotion, then it creates sort of the next feeling, right? So we've got to understand that our thoughts create our reality, but they're not always true, okay? Especially if we're not feeling good, okay? So we've just got to understand that when we're continuing to think anxious thoughts, we're in that continual state of stress and we're activating the stress state the sympathetic nervous system. And the best way that we can actually change that is by how we feel and by doing different things, by disrupting those thought patterns, okay? Because sometimes it's not going, oh, I've got to think more positively, right? It might be, it could be, you know, thank you for these thoughts that have come into my mind to just give me a moment that I do need some help. I do need some support. I do need a minute to myself. I'm not having a good day. I'm doing the best I can today, right? We need to really acknowledge how good, how hard sometimes the days can be, but also we can change how we feel. And we can change how we feel by some simple things. And I think sometimes we think we've got to do everything all at once. I've got to do everything at once to change how I feel. And like I said, like looking at pockets of time, looking at maybe getting to the school pickup a little bit earlier, putting on, going on Spotify, listening to some music and just doing some breath work, you know, in through the nose, out through the mouth and just slowing that down. And something else that is really powerful is when we exhale longer than the inhalation, it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So that means that we're actually helping our body restore and heal. How cool is that, right? So we can do that. And we also feel like, oh, I can't, I can't go and do an exercise class. What if? You could do an exercise class for 10, 15 minutes. You can look on YouTube and there's so many online classes that you may want to give a go. And sometimes there will always be an excuse if you find it. There will always, always, there will always be an excuse. You may feel it's never the time. We've got to make time for ourselves. So it might be that mornings may not be the best time to do all of these things because Let's be honest, getting the kids ready of a morning can be so difficult and challenging, okay? You feel like you're negotiating with, you know, (laughs) 
you're negotiating constantly. So it may be that that's not the best time to maybe start a movement um, or, you know, beginning that. So it could be when there or everything has been done in the afternoon, maybe before you do dinner or like before you go to bed for 10 minutes, you may go, I'm just going to go and do a gentle yin class. And yin, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's actually not doing really fast paced. It's actually coming back to a slower pace. And yoga is really good for that because it just helps calm the mind and just slow down all that chatter, the monkey chatter. So we just got to understand that the those anxious thoughts do manifest in our body, okay? And I think it's just starting where you are right now. Instead of doing 100 things, just do one small thing that you can commit to for the next 21 days and then just add something else. And the days that you don't feel like it or the days that you go, oh, I don't need it, continue the habit on again and again and again, okay? And here's the thing, like sometimes we think that no one gets wobbly. Sometimes we're doing so well that we don't continue and then we notice that we're not feeling as good. So that would be my suggestion anyway if you, you know, experiencing the mum guilt, recognize what's happening, understand what's happening, okay? Be kind and compassionate to yourself, okay? And really start where you are today and just start with five minutes, five-minute little meditation, doing a breath work and activating that parasympathetic nervous system. So if you found this podcast episode helpful, I would love you to follow me on Instagram at Real Vision Life Coaching or you can give us a review and let us know what you found the most useful. Thanks so much for watching. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Calm Compass podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends on social media and tag us at Real Vision Life Coaching. We would love you to tag us on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. This season is proudly sponsored by my free guide, How to Stop the Shit and Keep Your Cool as a Mother and Carer. Enjoy the episode again.